Growing the game of hockey to a broader audience. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. In today's episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about growing the brand of hockey and just trying to get it more apt to the mass audience that, you know, say the NFL or the NBA has. How can we grow the brand of the NHL to a broader audience? We'll talk about that in the show. We'll talk about how the NHL should lean on data and technology. Oftentimes in other sports, you see, like in the uh, NFL, you see the cameras zooming along the field, or in Wimbledon, they had new technology this year. We'll talk about that a little bit later. We'll talk about being willing to change. Uh, Some things and some sports are just reluctant to make changes. If you take a look at baseball, for example. It's a very old sport, and there was a lot of reluctance to add things like a pitch clock, that kind of thing. We'll talk about why the NHL should not be reluctant to make change, but just to get it going here, we'll talk about making it about the players. And what do I mean when I say that? What I'm talking about is that there are certain stars that are just known throughout all sports. Even if you're not a fan of the sport, you know the name. For example, LeBron James. I don't care if you're any kind of sports fan. You've heard the name LeBron James. Michael Jordan, that comes to mind. Um, And that's what the NHL needs is to make marquee names and grow the brand of hockey by doing it by promoting the biggest players in that sport. Um, There was an interesting thing, if you remember years ago in Seinfeld, where they were talking about you're not cheering for the team, you're ultimately cheering for the clothing that they're wearing. That is what the NHL uh, needs to be about, to grow the brand, to make it a destination where I don't really care who's playing, but I want to see LeBron play. We need to make it to the point where I want to watch the game because Alex Ovechkin is playing or Connor McDavid is playing, something like that. So just growing the brand, just based on key players and exemplifying or shedding a spotlight on those key players. And I think that that would be one of the things that really helps, you know, promote the game. There is still passion and connection fans have toward their teams, but there is also a deeper connection fans have with their favorite players. San Jose Shark fans cross over as Dallas Stars and Carolina Hurricane, excuse me, Carolina Hurricane fans because of their loyalty to Joe Pavelski and Brent Burns. Even if the Sharks were better, though, San Jose fans would still have some level of soft spot for wherever those beloved former Sharks would go, uh, this piece in The Athletic. And um, I think that is true to a certain extent. Um, I think that even if, like, say something crazy happened and Alex Ovechkin got traded to another team, 
I still think there would be uh, a portion of the population of of DC fans that would still support him no matter what. Um, and they do that just by endearing themselves to uh, a certain city, a certain team. Uh, for example, in this uh, instance, they were talking about uh, Joe Pavelski and Brent Burns. But that's what I'm talking about, just bringing it back to the NBA for a moment. If you take a look at LeBron, he's played on some different teams. You take a look at Jordan, uh, that kind of thing. Um, you also take a look at uh, baseball, Judge in New York, that kind of thing. That is what they need to do is is to create star players and just really exemplify those. Hockey players often get a reputation for having bland personalities, which might be true for some players, but others want to show off their off-ice persona and side interests, but are hesitant because of the backlash they would receive from their peers for not being all about the team. And I guess, you know, part of that is probably smart. You've seen uh, sometimes when uh, athletes start speaking their personal opinions about politics or that kind of thing, that it can kind of distance them from uh, a portion of the fan base. So um, I think that, you know, it's important to talk about a player's passions. You know, if you were to talk about what Alex Ovechkin likes to do in his free time, that would probably make uh, him uh, more palatable to a wider audience, even outside the NHL ranks, because as big as as Alex Ovechkin is, uh, why don't you try talk to him from someone, you know, on the other end of the country that's not too familiar with the NHL. They may know his name. They might, uh, but not nearly to the extent that some of the marquee names that you see in the NFL uh, and Major League Baseball, NBA, that kind of thing. A player building their brand should be viewed as a good thing, and sometimes the league from the top down leads in, instead of shines away from the NHL should want players to be more recognizable outside of the game, even if their star, star power transcends their role on the team that can help bring hockey further into the mainstream and help increase fans. Because as we talk about the major sports here, uh, if you want to take a look at viewership uh, for different sporting events, that is the good measuring stick of how popular a brand of sport is. For example, you talk about Monday Night Football. Uh, you talk about uh, Major League Baseball and certain players playing. You talk about uh, the NBA and certain events there as well. Those are considered must-watch events. There's not a lot of must-watch events. Uh, what I'm kind of going to try to tie it into here is talking about like the Super Bowl, for example. It doesn't matter if you're a big fan of football, chances are you're going to plop your butt in front of the TV and watch the Super Bowl. Uh, and you can help do that by having star players on those teams, uh, like I talked about off the top there. They need to magnify Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, uh, you know, Connor Bedard. You know, one of the things that I noticed during the draft is it's there. They just need to nurture it a little bit. You know, there was quite a buzz in this last draft talking about Connor Bedard and how he is going to be a generational player. That's a good direction. Now grow on that because ultimately I'm a fan of the Capitals, of course, but I am an, a fan of the NHL at large. Uh, and I would like to see the brand of the NHL grow into a wider audience. So it is more uh, widely uh, acceptable, I guess you should say, because, you know, oftentimes people will talk about, I'm going to watch the football game or the baseball game. Let's get them more into saying, I want to watch the hockey game. And uh, there are certain aspects of the game that, uh, you know, make people want to watch and, and, 
you know, for good or for bad. What am I talking about? Fighting, that kind of thing. So, so that's why sometimes players like Tom Wilson, he's a recognizable character because of his fighting and his goal scoring. So to be almost bigger than life personalities, what they were talking about there, not necessarily a fighter. You could have some kind of quirky thing about you that made you um, unique, that kind of thing. But uh, I think that that's ultimately what they need to do is find unique players, players that have a really great game. Like I said, Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, you know, Connor Bedard, the, these big names in the NHL, and just really try to blow them up. Like, you know, this is the Connor Bedard, you know, fill in the blank brand of skates or that kind of thing, and just make it a, a really big event because that's what it's all about if their sustainability um, is is growing the brand because you got to think to a certain extent even if you look at the TV deals for the NHL it's kind of bounced around a little bit from NBC uh, SN to now it's on uh, ESPN plus and then before that it was versus you know it's kind of bounced around and it was on ESPN years ago so looking for continuity and then just also taking a look at the popularity of the sport that there is not a major brand associated with the jerseys of next year. I thought that was an interesting thing. Now, I know the Fanatics jerseys are supposed to be pretty good, but you know, if you take a look around other major sports, what is it? You see Nike, you see Adidas, you see Reebok, that kind of thing. So that is a good thing. And if you could have these players you know, wearing their Reebok jersey or their Adidas or Nike jersey just to blow it up, make it something where like, I got to go out and get me fill in the blank jersey. You hear a lot about that in the NFL. I got to go and get this quarterback's jersey. I want to go get, you know, years ago, Tom Brady's jersey, or I want to get Mahomes jersey. Make there that, that, that just that true desire in NHL fans that I want to go out and get that big name NHL players jersey. That is going to help the game and help it grow uh, to a broader audience. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about how the NHL, uh, like a lot of other leagues out there, should not be resistant to being to making changes out there. That's what it's all about. Like I said, I was talking about the pitch clock, that kind of thing. There are certain things that the NHL could do to get out of their own way. What are some of those things? I'll talk about that coming up. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from Dan, uh, FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $5, get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can be in on everything from the spreads to the player props and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals wherever you find your podcasts and on YouTube. I have a lot of great guests, not to mention that training camp is right around the corner and I've got you guys covered. So subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals today. So in today's episode, I am kind of widening the lens, not just the Capitals, but the NHL at large. How can we grow the brand 
of the NHL to a wider audience. That's ultimately what it's about. It's about sustainability at the end of the day. And you've seen certain, you know, leagues around major sports struggle a little bit. Baseball has struggled to try to uh, get people to be in into the game. So what have they done? They've they've added the pitch clock, which makes the games much shorter. I mean, if you take a look at the game, sometimes they were going over three, sometimes four hours because the guy would get in the box. He'd get out of the box. The pitcher would get on the rubber. He'd get off the rubber. He'd throw over to first a hundred times. He'd straighten his gloves. It was kind of maddening. So I think that, you know, um, Major League Baseball, which is a very old league, if they found a way to make changes, then I think the NHL can as well to make it more uh, palatable to a wider audience. And I think that there's, you know, some things that they could do uh, just, you know, talking about replays and talking about, you know, maybe, you know, changing the rules and overtime, that kind of thing. No league likes to hold on to its history quite like the MLB. There are some positives to that, but being too rigid can also hold back the product from improving in very basic ways. For example, like I talked about the implementation of the pitching clock, taking new chances at things that aren't a part of the storied history of a league is a positive thing for growth. MLB is notorious for appealing to its traditional baseball fans, losing out on attracting younger viewers at the pace they should, evolving the game with some tweaks as part of that, but also leaning into quirky ideas, you know, talking about like MLB's field of dreams in 2022, uh, things like that, things that make the game a lot different, you know, uh, like I talked about, you you know, there has been some changes as far as overtime and that kind of thing. Um, and I think that they need to grow on that, but also growing the brand of hockey by talking about like the MLB field of dreams. If you're a fan of Major League Baseball, you know all about that. But they also had the thing where they were playing uh, in Williamsport, that kind of thing. So I think that if the NHL could do similar things like that, I know that they have uh, where they take the ice outside, they take the game outside, the Winter Classic and the Stadium Series, those kind of things. I think they need to lean into those kind of things because it's interesting. If you take a look at the ratings and the amount of people that are at the game, it makes it a unique experience. I got to see, you know, the Capitals play or the Boston Bruins or whatever the Boston Bruins play at Fenway. I got to see the Capitals play at, at Nationals Park, something like that. That is something that gets fans excited. And I think that one of the things that baseball has done is, you know, it is kind of a chess match, if you will, in comparison to hockey, that they can find people to be into a sport that's maybe not excitement around every corner the thing that's always been a bit perplexing for me, why more people aren't into the NHL, there's guys skating up the ice. They're skating down the ice at great speeds. They're skating forward. They're skating backwards. They have goalies diving to stop the puck. They got fights. They got everything. And then there's a commercial break and you're almost winded at home watching the game. Like, oh man, I need to take a break. This is so exciting. But then you talk to some people that aren't necessarily fans of hockey in the NHL and they'll go, eh, it's kind of boring. And I think to myself, this is the same person that will watch a Major League Baseball game. In comparison, and I love baseball, but um, in comparison from baseball to the National Hockey League, I would say that hockey is way more exciting. So what's the disconnect there? Why are people not as into the NHL as, say, Major League Baseball? Baseball can be very slow at times. If there's a home run, that's exciting. But sometimes, you know, it's a one, two, three inning 
okay, I can appreciate that being a baseball fan, but you know, if you take a look at, you can get people watching baseball games that aren't necessarily baseball fans. Where's the disconnect? You know, if you take a look at uh, the the NFL, for example, I get that. That's all kinds of excitement, but that kind of ties in with what I was talking about in the first segment, star power. You know, there was people that wanted to watch the games just because Mahomes is in there or Tom Brady in yours or Allen or fill in the blank, big name quarterback or this running back or that wide receiver. There are those kind of players in the NHL as well. Why don't we talk about those players? Why don't we boost that? Why is there a disconnect with the general public and in the the NHL? I don't get that. If you take a look at the viewership, it is one of the lowest, sometimes the lowest in the major sports. That's right. Baseball, basketball, and football beat it out. But even more perplexing is sometimes auto racing, like the Daytona 500 beats them all out. So I, Sometimes things make sense and sometimes things don't make sense. Uh, I'm sorry if you're watching this podcast or listening to it and you're a fan of auto racing, but I do not get that. Um, You know, it is racing a circle again and again. And I know that you're trying to, you know, pass this car and that car is trying to pass you, but it's just not my big. And I guess I'm glad if you like it. But to show, uh, for example, that I am the exception, not the rule, is that a lot of people like auto racing. So the thing, just to bring it back to hockey for here for a minute, is why is it? Why is it not that people are more willing to watch the NHL? That is one of the things that I think that the NHL is going to have to lean into. And it was, it isn't for a lack of trying. They've tried the stadium series. They've tried the Winter Classic. And it's helped. Uh, but then you take a look at certain things like the All-Star Game. And one of the things that I think they've done really well, and some of the viewership is pretty good, is on the skills competition. I like watching that. The fancy, you know, where they're trying to knock the plates down from the corner of the net, that kind of thing. Or the hardest shot. You sometimes get people watching that that don't watch NHL in general. So I think that if you can kind of lean into that a little bit more and just make hockey more fun. Uh, Let's face it, you know, hockey fans are just a certain group. And I don't know if that fan base is growing more and more. I think it has in, in past, you know, previous years. And I think they need to continue to nurture that. So it's a game that will continue to grow. It's a bit interesting, like I say, and I'm trying to scratch my head and think about it. And I was reading this article that was in the athletic and it got me thinking, why isn't the NHL bigger. And I think that that's one of the things that they're going to have to work on for sustainability for not just this year, but years to come. All right. So coming up here, we will talk about how there are certain tools that they could use to help, you know, grow the game. We're talking about fantasy sports. Why not lean into data? Why not talk more about technology that's being used to make the NHL more exciting? I'll talk about that coming up. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In today's episode, I am widening the lens a little bit more and talking about the NHL as a whole, not just the Capitals in this episode, and how can we make it appealing to a broader audience. I want to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at DanCaps28 or at LockedOnCaps and say, hey, Dan, this is what the NHL needs to do. This is what the Capitals need to do to make the NHL more exciting. I'll use some of your comments in an upcoming episode, but it is interesting for me. Um, Again, like I talked about in the second segment there, I'm a huge Major League Baseball fan. I am, but if I'm going to, you know, rank 
the excitement level side by side of a hockey game and a baseball game. There's just no comparison. All right. In this next segment here, we are talking about data and technology and different things that they could use to help grow the game. So this was one of the things that I had read. There are still some kinks to work out with a highlighted recently at Wimbledon in tournaments where Hawkeye is for challenges. Only the fear of wasting a challenge can prove costly when the technology is there to avoid those mistakes. And there are certain things that I think uh, could be done. You know, some offsides things I think could almost be called with advanced technology. I mean, they're calling balls and strikes. Uh, you know, um, if you watch on TV, you know, where they got the square around there. And even sometimes the umpires make mistakes. So I think there is something to leaning more into technology. I think that sports... Uh, as a whole, likes to keep things where it's, you know, a, a person making the decision where that's a ball, that's a strike, that's a foul, that's a delay a game, whatever the case may be. But I think that you're starting to see certain, you know, issues with it uh, where the the human eye is missing certain things. And that's most noticeable for me in hockey with offside calls um, or, uh, you know, the puck wasn't over when it was clearly, you know, if you had just had a computer making the decision, I think that that would help uh, things out. And that's what they were talking about in Wimbledon here, where they were uh, using different technology, equipping areas with more advanced tracking technology like this, including the blue lines and the goal lines could start as a more foolproof way of checking challenged goals and cut down on time spent. And that's something the league can ramp up from there as the pro process gets smoothed out, though there's still an effort to keep a human element. The question remains at what cost, when can it be better supported by a tracking service? Um, I would say that if you could lean into that as much as possible, I think that that would be a big thing. Um, you know, you take a look at it. Sorry, my internet connection just got interrupted there. I think that that would be uh, a huge thing. You know, I'm going to say, like I say, I was talking about balls and strikes in baseball. There are some of those where I'm like, there is no way that that was a strike or that wasn't a strike. Uh, the same thing goes for offsides in hockey or that puck crossed the line, that kind of thing. So I think that if they could lean more into that kind of technology, uh, that would be a huge thing as well. So also taking a look on uh you know, taking a look at, you know, there's fantasy sports out there. That is a growing thing. Data and research development have taken strides in hockey in recent years, but it's behind other major leagues, especially in the public sphere. For all the NHL's been building, little has been done, shared with the public when there's a growing market for this type of information. Analytics and data might not intrigue all fans, but there's a sector craving more information, including the grow growing market of betting and fantasy sports. That's what I'm talking about. And I think that that is one of the things that could grow. You're talking about who's on your fantasy hockey team, who's on your fantasy football team. Analytics is key on those because you can see that, you know, if you had this goalie in the net, that this guy doesn't score as many goals or Alex Ovechkin scores more goals in fill in the blank city than any other or those kind of things. So you can know. If I'm putting bets on this, say I'm not really that into online betting, but if I were on occasion, I have. Um, but if I was more into it, I would definitely want more analytics when it comes to the NHL. You know, that this goalie doesn't perform that well here or, you know, that kind of thing. Because you really hear that in different major sports because betting is huge. And it used to be just in Las Vegas, but online betting is huge right now. 
And a lot of people are really into it. So I think that there's certain things that the NHL could do to get out of its own way. And part of those is working on the analytics. And th that's what the, 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 you know, to wrap up this whole show, that's what I would say. If I was going to summarize this show, I would say what things could the National Hockey League do to improve the game of hockey and make it more appealing to a broader audience. Again, hit me up on Twitter at DanCaps218 or at LockedOnCaps and let me know, what is it? I love hockey. I love the Capitals. I host a hockey show, for God's sake. So, of course, I love it. But, you know, when I talk about it to other fans, they're like, yeah, I watch the football game or I watch the basketball game. Um, you know, th those are interesting things to me. I'm a, I'm an okay, you know, somewhat of a basketball fan, but I don't get that either. You know, the guy's running up and down the court. It's kind of like hockey in a certain extent, except shooting it into the net instead of the back of the net, that kind of thing. So I think that, you know, there's star power, you know, if you take a look at major league baseball and you take a look at the NBA, that kind of thing. So those are some of the things I think that the national hockey league needs to do to a broader audience. And one of the other things that I had read out there as well is make it more, uh, appointment viewing. And what do I talk about? It is Sunday. What do we know about Sunday? What big things happen in the fall and the winter on Sundays? Football. I think to a certain extent, to a large extent, actually, that they need more appointment viewing. Like it is, you know, okay, we'll talk about the NFL again here. Monday night football, Sunday football, Thursday night football, what does the NHL have? I know that there's been certain things that they've tried to market like Wednesday nights on NBC, SN, if you guys remember that. But I think they need more appointment viewing. Like this is Thursday nights, fill in the blank, or Saturday nights, you know, that kind of thing to help really grow the game because to make it more exciting. You know, it's funny. I, where I work, there's certain people that take Monday nights off because it's Monday night football. And it's a stretch because they're trying to, you know, parlay that a little bit and have Thursday night football. And, you know, pretty soon it's just going to be seven nights a week. But to bring it back to hockey here, that is what they need to do. Make it more, uh, you know, appointment viewing. Like I need to, to, you know, sit down and watch the game of the week on this day of the week uh, just to make it more exciting uh, because, you know, that that's what it's all about is growing the game of hockey to a wider audience. And uh, it's kind of a lofty goal, but I think it's something that can be done. I love hockey. If you're watching or li you're listening to this, you love hockey. So let's figure it out. How are we going to get it done? All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We got Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major DC sport it is, Locked On has got you covered. Once again, my name is Dan Holmey of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you again next time.